0: Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. Hey, babe. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the intro music. <laughs> um, I'm re- recording this intro, but basically, um, I had this brilliant idea before you sent me the podcast, so I actually beat you to it. But the idea was to read some of Wonder to you um, just to help you get started. And also, since I'm going to be on the plane and then you're going to be on the plane. We're not going to be able to communicate that much during that time, so just know while you're listening to this, I'm here with you, and yeah, I already recorded everything, so um, um, yeah, I had so much fun doing this, and um, and I, after like, looking going back and like listening to some of it dang my audio recording is like not that great sorry just have a laptop don't have a microphone or a setup or anything (laughs) um also heads up um i'm not good at reading out loud that's not a picture book so apologies ahead of time for the if you get frustrated over the fact that i can't even talk straight so yeah love you by my side, your drive. You and I. This is K.J. Ross, who happens to be dating the most amazing person in the world, reading Wonder by R.J. Palacio. And a, a poem in the beginning of the book says, Doctors have come from distant cities just to see me stand over my bed, disbelieving what they're seeing. They say I must be one of the wonders of God's own creation, and as far as they can see, they can offer no explanation. Natalie Merchant, Wonder. Part one, August. Fate smiled and destiny laughed as she came to my cradle. Natalie Merchant, Wonder. Ordinary. I know I'm not an ordinary 10 year old kid. I mean, sure, I do ordinary things. I eat ice cream, I ride my bike, I play ball. I have an Xbox. Stuff like that makes me ordinary, I guess. And I feel ordinary, inside. But I know ordinary kids don't make other ordinary kids run away screaming in playgrounds. I know ordinary kids don't get stared at wherever they go. If I found a magic lamp and I could have one wish, I would wish that I had a normal face that no one ever noticed at all. I would wish that I could walk down the street without people seeing me and then doing that look away thing. Here's what I think. The only reason I'm not ordinary is that no one else sees me that way. But I'm kind of used to how I look by now. I know how to pretend I don't see the faces people make. We've all gotten pretty good at that sort of thing. Me, mom, and dad, and Via. Actually, I take that back. Via's not so good at it. She can get really annoyed when people do something rude. Like for instance, one time in the playground, some other kids made some noises. I don't even know what the noises were exactly because I didn't hear them myself. But Via heard, and she just started yelling at the kids. That's the way she is. I'm not that way. Via doesn't see me as ordinary. She says she's do- she does, but if I were ordinary, she wouldn't feel like she needs to protect me as much. And Mom and Dad don't see me as ordinary either. They see me as extraordinary. I think the only person in the world who realizes how order- ordinary I am is me. My name is August, by the way. I won't describe what I look like. Whatever you're thinking, it's probably worse. why i didn't go to school next week i start fifth grade since i've never been to a real school before i'm pretty much totally and completely petrified people think i haven't gone to school because of the way i look but it's not that it's because of all the surgeries i've had 27 since i was born the bigger ones happened before i was even four years old so i don't remember those but i've had two or three surgeries every year since then some big some small And because I'm little for my age, and I have some other medical mysteries that doctors never really figured out, I used to get sick a lot. That's why my parents decided it was better if I didn't go to school. I'm much stronger now, though. The last surgery I had was eight months ago, and I probably won't have to have have any more for another couple years. Mom homeschools me. She used to be a children's book illustrator. She draws really great fairies and mermaids. Her boy stuff isn't so hot, though. She once tried to draw me a Darth Vader, but it ended up looking like some weird mushroom-shaped robot. I haven't seen her draw anything in a long time. I think she's too busy taking care of me and Via. I can't say I've always wanted to go to school, because that wouldn't be exactly true. What I wanted was to go to school, but only if I could be like every other kid going to school. Having lots of friends and hang out after school and stuff like that. I have a really good friend now. Christopher is my best friend, followed by Zachary and Alex. We've known each other since we were babies. And since we've, since they've always known me the way I am, they're used to me. When we were little, we used to have playdates all the time. But then Christopher moved to Bridgeport in Connecticut. That's more than an hour away from where I live in North River Heights, which is at the top tip of Manhattan. And Zachary and Alex started going to school. It's funny, even though Christopher's the one who moved far away, I still see him more than I see Zachary and Alex. They have all these new friends now. If we bump into each other on the street, they're still nice to me, though. They always say hello. I have other friends, too, but not as good as Christopher and Zach and Alex were. For instance, Zach and Alex always invited me to their birthday parties when we were little, but Joel and Eamon and Gabe never did. Emma invited me once, but I haven't seen her in a long time. And, of course, I always go to Christopher's birthday. Maybe I'm making t- big, too big a deal about birthday parties. How I Came to Life I like when mom tells this story because it makes me laugh so much. It's not funny in the way a joke is funny, but when mom tells it, Via and I just start cracking up. So when I was in my mom's stomach, no one had any idea I would come out looking the way I look. Mom had Via four years before, and that had been such a walk in the park, mom's expression, that there was no reason to run any special tests. About two months before I was born, the doctors realized there was something wrong with my face, but they didn't think it was going to be bad. They told mom and dad I had a cleft palate and some other stuff going on. They call it small anomalies. There were two nurses in the delivery room the night I was born. One was very nice and sweet. The other one, mom said, did not seem at all nice or sweet. She had very big arms, and here comes the funny part. She kept farting. Like, she'd bring mom some ice chips and then fart. She'd check mom's blood pressure and then fart. Mom says it was unbelievable because the nurse never even said, excuse me. Meanwhile, mom's regular doctor wasn't on duty that night, so mom got stuck with this cranky kid doctor she and dad nicknamed Doogie after some old TV show or something. They didn't actually call him that to his face. But mom says that even though everyone in the room was kind of grumpy, dad kept making her laugh all night long. When I came out of mom's stomach, she said the whole room got very quiet. Mom didn't even get a chance to look at me because the nice nurse immediately rushed me out of the room. Dad was in such a hurry to follow her that he dropped the video camera, which broke into a million pieces. And then Mom got very upset and tried to get out of bed to see where they were going. But the farting nurse put her very big arms on Mom to keep her down on the bed. They were practically fighting because Mom was hysterical and the farting nurse was yelling at her to stay calm. And then they both started screaming for the doctor. But guess what? He had fainted! Right on the floor! So when the farting nurse saw that he had fainted, She started pushing him with her foot to get him to wake up, yelling at him the the whole time. What kind of doctor are you? What kind of doctor are you? Get up, get up! And then all of a sudden, she let out the biggest, loudest, smelliest fart in the history of farts. Mom thinks it was actually the fart that finally woke the doctor. (laughs) Where am I? Anyway... When Mom tells the story, she acts out all the parts, including the fart noises, and it is so, so, so funny. Mom says the farting nurse turned out to be a very nice woman. She stayed with Mom the whole time, didn't leave her side even after Dad came back, and the doctors told them how sick I was. Mom remembers exactly what the nurse whispered in her ear when the doctor told her I probably wouldn't live through the night. Everyone born of God overcometh the world. And the next day, after I lived through the night, It was the nurse who held mom's hand when they brought her to meet me for the first time. Mom says by then they told her all about me. She'd been preparing herself for the seeing of me. But when she says that when she looked down into my tiny mushed up face for the first time, all she could see was how pretty my eyes were. Mom is beautiful, by the way, and dad is handsome. Via is pretty, in case you were wondering. Christopher's House I was really bummed when Christopher moved three years ago. We were both around seven then. We used to spend hours playing with our Star Wars action figures and dealing with our lightsabers. I miss that. Last spring, we drove over to Christopher's house in Bridgeport. Me and Christopher were looking for snacks in the kitchen, and I heard mom talking to Lisa, Christopher's mom, about my going to school in the fall. I never, ever heard her mention school before. What are you talking about, I said. Mom looked surprised like she hadn't meant for me to hear that. You should tell him what you've been thinking, Isabel, Dad said. He was on the other side of the living room, talking to Christopher's dad. We should talk about this later, said Mom. No, I want to know what you're thinking about, what you're talking about, I answered. Don't you think you're ready for school, Aggie? Mom said. No, I said. I don't either, said Dad. Then that's it, case closed, I said, shrugging, and I sat on her lap like I was a baby. I just think you need to learn more that I can teach you, Mom said. I mean, come on, Augie, you know how bad I am at fractions. What school, I said, and I already felt like crying. Beach prep, right by us. Wow, that's a great school, Augie, said Lisa, patting my knee. Why not via school, I I said. That's too big, Mom answered. I don't think that would be a good fit for you. I don't want to, I said. I admit, I made my voice sound a little babyish. You don't have to do anything you don't want to, Dad said, coming over and lifting me out of Mom's lap. He carried me over to sit on his lap on the other side of the sofa. We won't make you do anything you don't want to do. But it would be good for him, Nate, Mom said. Not if he doesn't want to, answered Dad, looking at me. Not if he's not ready. I saw Mom look at Lisa, who reached over and squeezed her hand. You guys will figure it out, she said to Mom. You always have. Let's just talk about it later, said Mom. I could tell she and dad were going to get, it in a, get in a fight about it. I wanted dad to win the fight, though part of me knew mom was right. And the truth is, she really was terrible at fractions. Driving. It was a long drive home. I fell asleep in the back seat like I always do, my head on Via's lap like she was my pillow, a towel wrapped around the seatbelt so I wouldn't drool all over her. Via fell asleep too, and mom and dad talked quietly about grown up things I didn't care about. I don't know how long I was sleeping, but when I woke up, there was a full moon outside the car window. It was a purple light, purple night, and we were driving on a highway full of cars, and then I heard Mom and Dad talking about me. We can't keep protecting him, Mom whispered to Dad, who was driving. We can't just pretend he's going to wake up tomorrow, and this isn't going to be his reality, because it is Nate, and we have to help him learn to deal with it. We can't just keep avoiding situations that... So sending him off to middle school like a lamb to slaughter, dad answered angrily, but he didn't even finish his sentence because he saw me in the mirror looking up. What's a lamb to slaughter? I asked sleepily. Go back to sleep, Augie, dad said softly. Everyone will stare at me at school, I said, suddenly crying. Honey, mom said. She turned around in the front seat and put her hand on my hand. You know, if you don't want to do this, you don't have to, but we spoke to the principal there and told him about you and he really wants to meet you. What did you tell him about me? How funny you are, how kind and smart. When I told him you read Dragon Rider when you were six, he was like, wow, I have to meet this kid. Did you tell him anything else, I said? Mom smiled at me. Her smile kind of hugged me. I told him about all your surgeries and how brave you are, she said. So he knows what I look like, I asked. "'Well, we brought pictures from last summer in Montauk,' Dad said. "'We showed him pictures of the whole family. "'And that great shot of you holding the flounder on the boat. "'You were there, too?' "'I have to admit I felt a little disappointed that he was part of this. "'We both talked to him, yes,' Dad said. "'He's a really nice man.' "'You would like him,' Mom added. "'Suddenly, it felt like they were on the same side. "'Wait, so when did you meet him?' I said. "'He took us on a tour of the school last year,' said Mom. "'Last year?' I said so you've been thinking about this for a whole year and didn't tell me we didn't know if you would even get it Augie answered mom get in it's a very hard school to get into there's a whole admissions process I didn't see the point in telling you and having you get all worked up about it unnecessarily but you're right Augie we should have told you when we found out last month you got in said dad in hindsight said mom yes I guess Did that lady who came to the house that time have something to do with this, I said? The one that gave me that test? Yes, actually," said Mom, looking guilty. Yes. You told me it was an IQ test, I said. I know, well, that was a white lie, she answered. It was a test you needed to take to get into the school. You did very well on it, by the way. So you lied, I said. A white lie, yes. But yes, sorry, she said, trying to smile. And when I didn't smile back, she turned around in her seat and faced forward. "'What's a lamb to slaughter?' I said. Mom sighed and gave Dad a look. "'I shouldn't have said that,' Dad said, looking at me in the rear, rear mirror. "'It's not true. Here's the thing. Mommy and I love you so much, we want to protect you any way we can. It's just sometimes we want to do it in different ways.' "'I don't want to go to school,' I answered, folding my arms. "'It would be good for you, Augie,' said Mom. "'Maybe I'll go next year,' I answered, looking out the window.' This year would be better, Augie. You know why? Because you'll be going to fifth grade, and that's the first year of middle school, for everyone. You you won't want you won't be the only new kid. I'll be the only kid who looks like me, I said. I'm not going to say it won't be a big challenge for you, because you know better than that, she answered. But it'll be good for you, Augie. You'll make lots of friends, and you'll learn things you never learned from me. She turned in her seat again and looked at me. When we took the tour, You know what they had in their science lab? A little baby chick that was watching that I was just hatching out of its egg. It was so cute. Augie, it actually kind of reminded me of the way you were a little baby, with those big brown eyes of yours. I usually love when they talk about me when I was a baby. Sometimes I'd want to curl up into a little tiny ball and let them hug me and kiss me all over. I miss being a baby, not knowing stuff, but I wasn't in the mood for that now. I don't want to go, I said. How about this? Can you at least meet Mr. Tushman before making it pertinent mine, Mom asked. Mr. Tushman, I said, he's the principal, answered Mom. Mr. Tushman, I repeated. I know, right? Dad answered, smiling and looking at me in the rear mirror. Can you believe that name, Augie? I mean, who on earth would ever agree to have a name like Mr. Tushman? I smiled even though I didn't want him to s- I didn't even though I didn't want to let him see me smile. Dad was the only, dad was the one person in the whole world who could make me laugh no matter how much I didn't want to laugh. Dad always made everyone laugh. Augie, you know, you should go to that school just so you can hear his name said over the loudspeaker, dad said excitedly. Can you imagine how funny that would be? Hello, hello, paging Mr. Tushman. He was using a fake high old lady voice. Hi, Mr. Tushman. I see you're running a little behind today. Did your car get rear-ended again? What a bum rap. I started laughing, not even because I thought he was being that funny, but because I wasn't in the mood to stay mad anymore. "'It could be worse, though,' Dad continued in his normal voice. "'Mommy and I had a professor in college called Miss Butt.' (laughs) Mom was laughing now, too. "'Is that for real?' I said. "'Roberta Butt,' Mom answered, raising her hand as if to swear. "'Bobby Butt.' "'She had huge cheeks,' said Dad. "'Nay,' said Mom. "'What?' She had big cheeks. That's all I'm saying. Mom laughed and shook her head at the same time. "Hey, hey, I know," said Dad excitedly. "Let's fix fix them up on a blind date. Can you imagine Miss Butt meet Mr. Tushman? Mr. Tushman, here's Miss Butt. They could get married and have a little, have a bunch of little Tushies." Poor Mr. Tushman," answered Mom, shaking her head. "Augie hasn't even met the man yet, Nate. Who's Mr. Tushman?" Vi said groggily. She had just woken up. He's the principal of my new school, I answered. Paging Mr. Tushman I would have been more nervous about meeting Mr. Tushman if I'd known I was also going to be meeting some kids from the new school. But I didn't know, so if anything, I was kind of giggly. I couldn't stop thinking about all the jokes Daddy had made about Mr. Tushman's name. So when me and Mom arrived at Beecher Prep a few weeks before the start of school, I saw and I saw Mr. Tushman standing there waiting for us at the entrance, I started giggling right away. He didn't look at all like what I pictured, though. I guess I thought he would have a huge butt, but he didn't. In fact, he was a pretty normal guy. Tall and thin, old, but not really old. He seemed nice. He shook my mom's hand first. Hi, Mr. Tushman. It's so nice to see you again, said Mom. This is my son, August. Mr. Tushman looked right at me and smiled and nodded. He put his hand out for me to shake. Hi, August, he said totally normally. It's a pleasure to meet you. Hi, I mumbled dropping my hand to his hand while I looked down at his feet. He was wearing red Adidas. So, he said, kneeling down in front of me so I couldn't look at his sneakers, but had to look at his face. Your mom and told me your mom and dad have told me a lot about you. Like what have they told you? I asked. Sorry, honey, you have to speak up, said Mom. Like what? I asked, trying not to mumble. I admit I have a bad habit of mumbling. Well, that you like to read, said Mr. Tushman, and that you're a great artist. He had blue eyes with white eyelashes. And you're into science, right? Uh Uh-huh, I said, nodding. We have a couple of great science electives at Beecher, he said. Maybe you'll like to take one of them? Uh Uh-huh, I said, though I had no idea what an elective was. So, are you ready to take a tour? You mean we're doing that right now, I said. Do you think we're going to the movies, he answered, smiling as he stood up. You didn't tell me that we were taking a tour, I said to Mom in my accusing voice. Augie, she started to say. It'll be fine, August, said Mr. Tushman, holding his hand out to me. I promise. I think he wanted me to take his hand, but I took Mom's instead. He smiled and started walking towards the entrance. Mommy gave my hand a little squeeze, though I don't know if it was a I love you squeeze or an I'm sorry squeeze. Probably a little of both. The only school had ever been inside before was Vio's when I went with mom and dad to watch Vio sing in spring concerts and stuff like that. This school was very different. It was smaller. It smelled like a hospital. Nice Mrs. Garcia. We followed Mr. Tushman down a few hallways. There weren't a lot of people around, and the few people who were there didn't seem to notice me at all, though that may have been because they didn't see me. I sort of hid behind mom as I walked. I know that sounds kind of babyish of me, but I wasn't feeling very brave right then. We ended up in a small room with the words, Office of the Middle School Director, on the door. Inside, there was a desk with a nice-seeming lady sitting behind it. This is Mrs. Garcia, said Mr. Touchman, and the lady smiled at Mom and took off her glasses and got up out of the chair. My mother shook her hand and said, Isabel Pullman, nice to meet you. And this is August, Mr. Touchman said. Mom kind of stepped to the side a bit so I, could move, so I would move forward. And then that thing happened that I've seen happen a million times before. When I looked up at her, Mrs. Garcia's eyes dropped for a second. It was so fast, no one else would have noticed, since the rest of her face stayed exactly the same. She was smiling a really shiny smile. "'Such a pleasure to meet you, August,' she said, holding out her hand for me to shake. "'Hi,' I said quietly, giving her my hand, but I didn't want to look at her face. So I kept staring at her glasses, which hung from a chain around her neck. "'Wow, what a firm grip,' said Mrs. Garcia.' Her hand was really warm. The kids got a killer handshake, Mr. Tushman agreed, and everyone laughed above my head. You can call me Mrs. G, Mrs. Garcia said. I think she was talking to me, but I was looking at all the stuff on her desk now. That's what everyone calls me. Mrs. G, I forgot my combination. Mrs. G, I need a late pass. Mrs. G, I want to change my elective. Mrs. G's actually the one who runs the place, said Mr. Tushman, which again made all the grown-ups laugh. I'm here every morning by 7.30, Mrs. Garcia continued, still looking at me, when I stared at her brown sandals with small purple flowers on the buckles. So if you ever need anything, August, I'm the one to ask, and you can ask me anything. Okay, I mumbled. Oh, look at that cute baby, your mom said, pointing to one of the photographs on Mrs. Garcia's bulletin board. Is he yours? No, my goodness, said Mrs. Garcia, making, smiling a big smile that now was totally different from her shiny smile you've just made my day he's my grandson what a cutie said mom shaking her head how old in that picture he was five months i think but he's big now almost eight years old wow said mom smiling and nodding well he is absolutely beautiful thank you said mrs garcia nodding like she was about to say something else about her grandson but then all of a sudden her smile got a little smaller We're all going to take very good care of August, she said to Mom, and I saw her give Mom's hand a little squeeze. I looked at Mom's face, and that's when I realized she was just as nervous as I was. I guess I liked Mrs. Garcia when she wasn't wearing her shiny smile. Jack, Will, Julian, and Charlotte. We followed Mr. Tushman into a small room across from Mrs. Garcia's desk. He was talking as he closed the door to his office and sat down behind his big desk, though I wasn't really paying much attention to what he was saying. I was looking around at all the things on his desk. Cool stuff, like a globe that floated in the air, and a Rubik's-type cube made with little mirrors. I liked his office a lot. I liked that there were all these neat little drawings and paintings by students on the walls, framed like they were important. Mom sat down in in a chair in front of Mr. Tuchman's desk, and even though there was another chair right next to hers, I decided to stand beside her. Why do you have your own room and Mrs. G doesn't, I asked. I said, you mean why do I have an office, asked Mr. Tushman. You said she runs the place, I said. Oh, well, I was kind of kidding. Mrs. G is my assistant. Mr. Tushman is the director of the middle school, Mom explained. Do they call you Mr. T, I asked, which made him smile. Do you know who Mr. T is, he answered. I pity the fool, he said in a funny, tough voice like he was imitating someone. I had no idea what he was talking about. "'Anyway, no,' said Mr. Tushman, shaking his head. "'No one calls me Mr. T, "'though I have a feeling I'm called a lot of other things I don't know about. "'Let's face it, a name like mine is not so easy to live with. "'You know what I mean?' "'Here I have to admit I totally laughed, "'because I knew exactly what he meant. "'My mom and dad had a teacher called Miss Butt,' I said. "'Aggie!' said Mom, but Mr. Tushman laughed. "'Now that's bad,' said Mr. Tushman, shaking his head. "'I guess I shouldn't complain. "'Hey, so listen, August.' "'Here's what I thought we would do today. "'Is that a pumpkin?' I said, "'pointing to a framed painting behind Mr. Tushman's desk. Augie, sweetie, don't interrupt,' said Mom. "'You like it?' said Mr. Tushman, "'turning around and looking at the painting. "'I'll do, too. "'And I thought it was a pumpkin, too, "'until the student who gave it to me "'explained that it is actually not a pumpkin. "'It is—are you ready for this? "'A portrait of me! "'Now, August, I ask you, "'do I really look that much like a pumpkin?' No, I answered, though I was thinking yes. Something about the way his cheeks puffed out when he smiled made him look like a jack-o'-lantern. Just as I thought that, it occurred to me how funny that was. Cheeks? Mr. Tushman. And I started laughing a little. I shook my head and covered my mouth with my hand. Mr. Tushman smiled like he could read my mind. I was about to say something else, but then all of a sudden, I heard other voices outside the office. Kids' voices. I'm not exaggerating when I say this, but my heart literally started beating like I'd just run the longest race in the world. The laughter I had inside just poured out of me. The thing is, when I was little, I never minded meeting new kids because all the kids I met were really little too. What's cool about really little kids is that they don't say stuff to try to hurt your feelings, even though sometimes they do say stuff that hurts your feelings, but they don't actually know what they're saying. Big kids, though, they know what they're saying, and that is definitely not fun for me. One of the reasons I grew out my hair long last year was that I like how my bangs cover my eyes. It helps me block out the things I don't want to see. Mrs. Garcia knocked on the door and poked her head inside. They're here, Mr. Tushman, she said. Who's here, I said. Thanks, said Mr. Tushman to Mrs. Garcia. August, I thought it'd be a good idea for you to meet some students who will be in your homeroom this year. I figured they could take you around the school a bit, show you the lay of the land, so to speak. I don't want to meet anyone, I said to Mom. Mr. Tushman was suddenly right in front of me, his hands on my shoulders. He leaned down and said very softly in my ear, It'll be okay, August. These are nice kids, I promise. You're going to be okay, Augie, Mom whispered with all her might. Before she could say anything else, Mr. Tushman opened the door to his office. Come on in, kids, he said, and in walked two boys and a girl. None of them looked over at me or Mom. They stood by the door, looking straight at Mr. Tushman like their lives depended on it. Thanks so much for coming, guys, especially since school doesn't start until next month, said Mr Tushman. Have you had a good summer? All of them nodded, but no one said anything. Great, great, said Mr Tushman. So guys, I wanted you to meet August, who's going to be a new student here this year. August, these guys have been students have been students at Beecher Prep since kindergarten, though of course they were in the lower school building, but they know all the ins and outs of the middle school program. And since you're all here in the same homeroom, I thought it'd be nice if you got to know each other a little bit before school started, okay? So, kids, this is August. August, this is Jack Will. Jack Will looked at me and put out his hand. When I shook it, he kind of half-smiled and said, hey, and looked down really fast. This is Julian, said Mr. Tushman. Hey, said Julian, and did the exact same thing as Jack Will. Took my hand, forced a smile, looked down fast. And Charlotte, said Mr. Tushman. Charlotte had the blondest hair I've ever seen. She didn't shake my hand, but gave me a quick little wave and smiled. Hi, August. Nice to meet you, she said. Hi, I said, looking down. She was wearing bright green Crocs. So, said Mr. Tushman, putting his hands together in kind of a slow clap, what I thought you guys could do is take August on a little tour of the school. Maybe you could start on the third floor? That's where your homeroom class is going to be, room 301. I think Mrs. G is... "'Room 301,' Miss Garcia called from the other room. "'Room 301,' Mr. Tuchman nodded. "'And then you could show August the science labs and the computer room. "'Then work your way down to the library and performance space on the second floor. "'Take him to the cafeteria, of course.' "'Should we take him to the music room?' asked Julian. "'Good idea, yes,' said Mr. Tuchman. "'August, do you play any instruments?' "'No,' I said. "'It wasn't my favorite subject on account of the fact that I don't really have ears.' "'Well, I do.' but they don't exactly look like normal ears. Well, you may enjoy seeing the music room anyways, said Mr. Tushman. We have a very nice selection of percussion instruments. August, even wanting to hear... August, even wanting to learn to play the drums, Mom said, trying to get me to look at her, but my eyes were covered by my bangs, and I stared at an old piece of gum that was stuck to the bottom of Mr. Tushman's desk. Great! Okay, so why don't you guys get going, said Mr. Tushman. Just be back here in... He looked at mom. Half an hour, okay? I think mom nodded. So is that okay with you, August? he asked me. I didn't answer. Is that okay, August? mom repeated. I looked at her now. I wanted to see how mad. I wanted her to see how mad I was at her. But then I saw her face and just nodded. She seemed more scared than I was. The other kids had started out the door, so I followed them. See you soon, said mom, her voice sounding a little higher than normal. I didn't answer her. THE GRAND TOUR Jack, Will, Julian, Charlotte, and I went down a big hallway to some wide stairs. No one said a word as we walked up to the third floor. When we got up to the top of the stairs, we went down a little, halfway f- little hallway full of lots of doors. Julian opened the door marked 301. This is our homeroom, he said, standing in front of the half-open door. We have Miss Potosa. They say she's okay, at least for homeroom. I heard she's really strict, if you get her for math, though. That's not true, said Charlotte. My sister had her last year, and said she's totally nice. Not what I heard, answered Julian, but whatever. He closed the door and continued walking down the hallway. This is the science lab, he said, when he got to the next door. And just like he did two seconds ago, he stood in front of the half-open door and started talking. He didn't look at me once while he talked, which was okay because I wasn't looking at him either. You won't know who you have for science until the first day of school, but... You want to get Mr. Holler. He used to be in the lower school. He would play this giant tuba in class. It was a baritone horn, said Charlotte. It was a tuba, answered Julian, closing the door. Dude, let him go inside so you can check it out, Jack Will told him, pushing past Julian and opening the door. Go inside if you want, Julian said. It was the first time he looked at me. I shrugged and walked over to the door. Julian moved out of the way quickly, like he was afraid I might accidentally touch him as I passed by him. "'Nothing much to see,' Julian said, walking in after me. He started pointing to a bunch of stuff around the room. "'That's the incubator. That big black thing is the chalkboard. These are the desks. These are chairs. Those are Bunsen burners. This is a gross science poster. This is chalk. This is the eraser.' "'I'm sure he knows what an eraser is,' Charlotte said, sounding a little like Via. "'How do I know what he knows?' Julian answered. "'Mr. Tushman said he's never been to a school before.' "'You know what an eraser is, right?' Charlotte asked me. I admit I was feeling so nervous that I didn't know what to say or do except look at the floor. "'Hey, can you talk?' asked Jack Will. "'Yeah,' I nodded. I still hadn't really looked at any of them yet. Not directly. "'You know what an eraser is, right?' asked Jack Will. "'Of course,' I mumbled. "'I told you there was nothing to see in here,' said Julian, shrugging. "'I have a question,' I said, trying to keep my voice steady. Um, "'What exactly is homeroom? Is that like a subject?' "'No, that's just your group.' explained charlotte ignoring julian's smirk it's like where you go when you get to school in the morning and your homeroom teacher takes attendance and stuff like that in a way it's your main class even though it's not really a class i mean it's a class but i think he gets it charlotte said jack will do you get it charlotte asked me yeah i nodded at her okay let's get out of here said jack will walking away wait jack we're supposed to be answering his questions said charlotte jack will rolled his eyes a little and he turned around Do you have any more questions, he asked. Um, no, I answered. Oh, well, actually, yes. Is your name Jack or Jack Will? Jack is my first name. Will is my last name. Oh, because Mr. Tushman introduced you as Jack Will, so I thought. Ha, you thought his name was Jack Will, laughed Julian. Yeah, some people call me by my first and last name, Jack said, shrugging. I don't know why. Anyway, can we go now? Let's go to the performance space next, said Charlotte, leading the way out of the science room. It's very cool. You'll like it, August. The Performance space. Charlotte basically didn't stop talking as we headed down to the second floor. She was describing the play they had put on last year, which was Oliver. She played Oliver even though she's a girl. As she said this, she pushed open the double doors to a huge auditorium. At the other end of the room was a stage. Charlotte started skipping towards the stage. Julian ran after her and then turned around halfway down the aisle. Come on, he said loudly, waving for me to follow him, which I did. There were like hundreds of people in the audience that night, said Charlotte, and it took me a second to realize she was still talking about Oliver. I was so, so nervous. I had so many lines and all these songs to sing. It was so, so, so hard. Although she was talking to me, she really didn't look at me much. On opening night, my parents were all the way in the back of the auditorium, like where Jack is right now, but when the lights were off, you can't really see that far back. So I was like, where are my parents? Where are my parents? And then Mr. Resnick, our theater arts teacher last year, he said, Charlotte, stop being such a diva. And I was like, okay. And then I spotted my parents, and I was totally fine. I didn't forget a single line. While she was talking, I noticed Julian staring at me out of the corner of his eye. This is something I see people do a lot with me. They think I don't know they're staring, but I can tell from the way they, their heads are tilted. I turned around to see where Jack had gone to. He had stayed in the back of the auditorium like he was bored. We put on a play every year, said Charlotte. I don't think he's going to want to be in a school play, Charlotte, said Julian sarcastically. You could be in a play without actually being in the play, Charlotte answered, looking at me. You can do the lighting. You can paint the backdrops. Ooh, yeah, whoopee, said Julian, twirling his finger in the air. But you don't have to take the theater arts elective if you don't want to, Charlotte said, shrugging. There's dance or chorus or band. There's leadership. Only dorks take leadership, Julian interrupted. Julian, you're being so obnoxious, said Charlotte, which made Julian laugh. I'm taking the science elective, I said. Cool, said Charlotte. Julian looked directly at me. The science elective is supposedly the hardest elective of all, he said. No offense, but if you've ever, ever been in a school before, why do you think you're suddenly going to be smart enough to take the science elective? I mean... Have you ever even studied science before? Like, real science, not like the kind you do in kids? Yeah, I nodded. He was homeschooled, Julian, said Charlotte. So teachers came to his house? asked Julian, looking puzzled. No, his mother taught him, answered Charlotte. Is she a teacher? Julian said. Is your mother a teacher? Charlotte asked me. No, I said. So she's not a real teacher, said Julian, as if that proved his point. That's what I mean. How can you... How can someone who's not a real teacher actually teach science? "'I'm sure you'll do fine,' said Charlotte, looking at me. "'Let's just go to the library now,' Jack called out, sounding really bored. "'Why is your hair so long?' Julian said to me. He sounded like he was annoyed. "'I didn't know what to say,' so I shrugged. "'Can I ask you a question?' he said. I shrugged again. "'Didn't he just ask me a question?' "'What's the deal with your face? I mean, were you in a fire or something?' "'Julian, that's so rude,' said Charlotte.' I'm not being rude, said Julian. I'm just asking a question. Mr. Tushman said we could ask questions if we wanted to. Not rude questions like that, said Charlotte. Besides, he was born like that. That's what Mr. Tushman said. You just weren't listening. I was so listening, said Julian. I just thought maybe he was in a fire too. Jeez, Julian, said Jack. Just shut up. You shut up, Julian yelled. Come on, August, said Jack. Let's just go to the library already. I walked toward Jack and followed him out of the auditorium. He held the double doors open for me, and as I passed by, he looked at me right in the face, kind of daring me to look back at him, which I did. Then I actually smiled. I don't know. Sometimes when I have the feeling like I'm almost crying, it can just turn up into an almost laughing feeling. And that must have been the feeling I was having then, because I smiled, almost like I was going to giggle. The thing is, because of the way my face is, people who don't know me very well don't always get that I'm smiling. My face doesn't go up in my mouth doesn't go up in corners the way other people's mouths do. It just goes straight across my face. But somehow Jack will got that I smiled at him, and he smiled back. Julian's a jerk, he whispered before Julian and Charlotte reached us. But dude, you're gonna have to talk to talk, he said, this seriously, like he was trying to help me. I nodded as Julian and Charlotte caught up to us. We were all quiet for a second, all of us just kind of nodding, looking at the floor. Then I looked up at Julian. "'The word supposedly, by the way,' I said. "'What are you talking about?' "'You said supposedly before,' I said. "'I did not!' "'Yeah, you did,' Charlotte nodded. "'You said the science elective is supposedly really hard. "'I heard you.' "'I absolutely did not,' he insisted. "'Whatever,' said Jack. "'Let's just go.' "'Yeah, let's just go,' go, agreed Charlotte, "'following Jack down the stairs to the next floor. "'I started to follow her, but Julian cut right in front of me, "'which actually made me stumble backward. "'Oops, sorry about that,' said Julian.' but I could tell from the way he looked at me that he wasn't really sorry at all. The Deal Mom and Mr. Tushman were walking were talking when we got back to the office. Mrs. Garcia was the first to see us come back, and she started smiling her shiny smile as we walked in. So, August, what did you think? Did you like what you saw? she asked. Yeah, I nodded, looking over at Mom. Jack, Julian, and Charlotte were standing by the door, not sure where to go or if they were still needed. I wondered what else they'd been told about me before they met me. Did you see the baby chick? Mom asked me. As I shook my head, Julian said, Are you talking about the baby chicks in science? Those got those get donated to a farm at the end of every school year. Oh, said Mom, disappointed. But they hatch new ones every year in science, Julian added. So August will be able to see them again in the spring. Oh, good, said Mom, eyeing me. They were so cute, August. I wish you wouldn't talk to me like I was a baby in front of other people. So, August, said Mr. Tushman, did these guys show you around the enough or do you want to see more i realized i forgot to ask them to show you the gym wow i like but i cannot talk today we did anyway mr tushman said julian excellent said mr tushman and i told him about the school play and some of the electives said charlotte oh no she said suddenly we forgot to show him the art room that's okay mr said mr tushman but we can show it to him now charlotte offered Don't we have to pick Via up soon? I said to mom. That was our signal from my telling mom I really wanted to leave. Oh, you're right, said mom, getting up. I could tell she was pretending to check the time on her watch. I'm sorry, everybody. I lost track of the time. We have to go pick up my daughter at her new school. She's taking an unofficial tour today. This part wasn't a lie, that Via was checking out her new school today. The part that was a lie was that we were picking her up at the school, which we weren't. She was coming home with dad later. Where does she go to school? Asked Mr. Tushman, getting up. She's starting at Faulkner High School this fall. Wow, that's not an easy school to get into. Good for her. Thank you, said Mom, nodding. It'll be a little bit of a schlep, though. The A train down to the 86th and then the cross-town bus all the way to the east side. Takes an hour that way, but it's just a 15-minute drive. It'll be worth it. I know a couple, kids, a couple of kids who got into Faulkner and love it, said Mr. Tushman. We should really go, Mom, I said, tugging at her pocketbook. We said goodbye kind of quickly after that. I think Mr. Tushman was a little surprised that we were leaving so suddenly, and then I wondered if he would blame Jack and Charlotte, even though it was really only Julian who made me feel kind of bad. Everyone was really nice, I made sure to tell Mr. Tushman before we left. I look forward to having you as a student, said Mr. Tushman patting my back. Bye, I said to Jack, Charlotte, and Julian, but I didn't look at them, or look up at all, until I left the building home. As soon as we had walked at least half a block from the school, mom said, so how'd you, how'd it go? Did you like it? Not yet, mom. When we get home, I said. The moment we got inside the house, I ran up to my room and threw myself onto my bed. I could tell mom didn't know what was up, and I guess I didn't really either. I felt very sad and a tiny bit happy at this exact same time, kind of like that laughing, crying feeling all over again. My dog, Daisy, followed me into the room, jumped up on the bed, and started looking all over me all over my face who's a good girlie i said in my dad voice who's a good girlie is everything okay sweetness mom said she wanted to sit down beside me but daisy was hogging the bed excuse me daisy she sat down nudging daisy over were those kids not nice you Auggie? oh no i said only half lying they were okay but they were but were they nice mr Tushman went out of the way to tell me that what sweet kids they are uh-huh I nodded, and I kept looking at Daisy, kissing her on the nose, and rubbing her ear the, until her back leg did that little fleece scratch shake. That boy Julian seemed especially nice, Mom said. Oh no, he was the least nice. I like Jack, though. He was nice. I thought his name was Jack Will, but it was just Jack. Wait, maybe I'm getting them confused. Which one was the one with the dark hair that was brushed forward? Julian. And he wasn't nice? No, not nice. Oh, she thought about this for a second. Okay, so hes is he the kind of kid who's one way in front of grown-ups and another way in front of kids? Yeah, I guess. Ah, hate those, she answered, nodding. He was like, So, August, what's the deal with your face? I said, looking at Daisy the whole time. Were you in a fire or something? Mom didn't say anything. When I looked up at her, I could tell she was completely shocked. He didn't say it in a mean way, I said quickly. He was just asking. Mom nodded. But I really liked Jack, I said. He was like, shut up, Julian," and Charlotte was like, you're so rude, Julian." Mom nodded again. She pressed her fingers on her forehead like she was pushing against a headache. I'm so sorry, Augie, she said quietly. Her cheeks were bright red. No, it's okay, Mom, really. You don't have to go to a school if you don't want to, sweetie. I want to, I said. Augie, really, Mom, I want to, and I wasn't lying. First day of jitters. Okay, so I admit that the first day of school, I was so nervous that the butterflies in my stomach were more like pigeons flying around my insides. Mom and Dad were probably a little nervous too, but they acted all excited for me, taking pictures of me and Via before we left the house, since it was Via's first day of school too. Up until a few days before, we still weren't sure I would be going to school at all. After my tour of the school, Mom and Dad had reversed sides on whether I should go or not. Mom was now the one saying I shouldn't go, and Dad was saying I should. Dad had told me he was really proud of how I handled myself with Julian, and that I was turning into quite the strong man. And I heard him tell Mom that he thought he now thought she had been right all along. But Mom, I could tell, wasn't so sure anymore. When Dad had told her he and Vio wanted to walk me to school today, too, since it was on the way to the subway station, Mom seemed relieved that we could that we would all be going together. And I guess I was, too. Even though Beecher Prep is just a few blocks from our house, I've only been on that block a couple times before. In general, I try to avoid blocks where there are lots of kids roaming around. On our block, everybody knows me, and I know everybody. I know every brick and every tree trunk and every crack in the sidewalk. I know Mrs. Grimaldi, the lady who's always sitting by her window, and the old guy who walks up and down the street whistling like a bird. I know the deli on the corner where Mom gets her bagels, and the waitress at the coffee shop who all call me honey and give me... Oh, waitresses. And give me lollipops whenever they see me. I love my neighborhood of North River Heights, which is... Why it is so strange to be walking down these blocks, feeling like it was all new to me suddenly. Am- Amesfort Avenue, a street I've been down a million times, looked totally different for some reason. Full of people I've n- I never saw before, waiting for buses, pushing strollers. We crossed Amesfort and turned up Hyde's Place. Via walked next to me like she usually does, and Mom and Dad were behind us. As soon as we turned the corner, we saw all the kids in front of the school. Hundreds of them talking to each other in little groups, laughing or standing with their parents, who were talking with other parents. I kicked my head way down. Everyone's just as nervous as you are, said Via in my ear. Just remember that this is everyone's first day of school, okay? Mr. Tushman was greeting students and parents in front of the school entrance. I have to admit, so far, nothing bad had happened. I didn't catch anyone staring or even noticing me. Only once did I look up to see some girls looking my way and whispering with their hands cupped over their mouths. But they looked away when they saw me notice them. We reached the front entrance. Okay, so this is it, big boy, said dad, putting his hands on top of my shoulders. Have a great first day. I love you, said Via, giving me a big hug, kiss and hug. You too, I said. I love you, Augie, said dad, hugging me. Bye. Then mom hugged me, and I could tell she was about to cry, which would have totally embarrassed me. So I just gave her a fast, hard hug, turned, and disappeared into the school. Locks. I went straight to room 301 on the third floor. Now I was glad I'd gone on that little tour because I knew exactly where to go and didn't have to look up once. I noticed that some kids were definitely staring at me now. I did my thing of pretending not to notice. I went inside the classroom when the teacher was writing on the chalkboard while all the kids started sitting at different desks. The desks were in a half circle facing the chalkboard so I chose the desk in the middle towards the back which I thought would make it harder for anyone to stare at me. I still kept my head way down just looking up enough from under my bangs to see everyone's feet, as the desk started to fill up, I did notice that no one sat down next to me. A couple of times, someone was about to sit next to me, then changed his or her mind at the last minute and sat somewhere else. Hey, August, it was Charlotte. Give me a her little wave as she sat down at the desk in front of, sat down at a desk in front of the class. Why anyone would ever choose to sit way up in front of a class, I don't know. Hey, I said, nodding hello. Then I noticed Julian was sitting a few seats away from her, talking to some other kids. I know he saw me, but he didn't say hello. Suddenly, someone was sitting down next to me. It was Jack Will. Jack, what's up? He said, nodding at me. Hey, Jack, I answered, waving my hand, which I immediately wish I hadn't done, because it felt kind of uncool. Okay, kids, okay, everybody, settle down, said the teacher, now facing us. She had written her name, Miss Petosa, on the chalkboard. Everybody find a seat, please. Come in, she said to a couple of kids who had just walked into the room. There's a seat there and right there. She hadn't noticed me yet. Now the first thing I want everyone to do is stop talking and... She noticed me. Put your backpacks down and quiet down. She had only hesitated for a millionth of a second, but I could tell the moment she saw me. Like I said, I'm used to it by now. I'm going to take attendance and do the seating chart, she continued, sitting on the edge of her seat. Next to her were were three neat rows of accordion folders. When I call your name, come up and I'll hand you a folder with your name on it. It contains your class schedule and your combination lock, which you should not try to open until I tell you to. Your locker number is written on the class schedule. Be forewarned that some of the lockers are not right outside this class, but down the hall and before anyone even thinks of asking, no, you cannot switch lockers and you can't switch locks. Then if there's a time at the end of this period If there's time at the end of this period, we're all going to get to know each other a little better. Okay? Okay. She picked up a clipboard on her desk and started reading the names out loud. Okay, so Julian Albans, she said, looking up. Julian raised his hand and said, here, at the same time. Hi, Julian, she said, making a note on her seating chart. She picked up the very first folder and held it out to him. Come pick it up, she said. Kind of no nonsense. He got up and took it from her. Zim, wait wait, wait. Zim, a chin she handed a, fol- a folder to each kid as she read off the names as she went down the list I noticed that the seat next to me was the on- only one still empty even though there were two kids sitting at one desk just a few seats away when she called the name of one of them a big kid named Henry jo- Joplin who already looked like a teenager she said Henry there's an empty desk right over there why don't you take that seat okay she handed him his folder and pointed to the desk next to mine Although I didn't look at him directly, I could tell Henry did not want to move next to me. Just by the way, he dragged his backpack on the floor as he came over, to, came over, like he was moving in slow motion. Then he plopped his backpack up really high on the right side of the desk, so it was kind of like a wall between his desk and mine. Maya Markowitz, Miss Pitosa was saying, here, said a girl about four desks down from me. Miles Nuri, here, said the kid who was, had been sitting with Henry Joplin. As he walked back to his desk, I saw him shoot Henry a poor-you look. August Pullman, said Miss Potosa. Here, I said quietly, raising my hand a bit. Hi, August, she said, smiling at me very nicely when I went up to get my folder. I kind of felt everyone's eyes burning into my back for a few for the few seconds I stood in the front of the class, and everybody looked down when I walked back to my desk. I resisted spinning the combination when I sat down, even though everyone else was doing it, because she had specifically told us not to. I was already pretty good at opening locks, anyway, because I've used them on my bike. on my bike. Henry kept trying to open his lock, but couldn't do it. He was getting frustrated and kind of cursing under his breath. Miss Pitosa called out the next few names. The last name was Jack Will. After she handed Jack his folder, she said, Okay, so, everybody write your combinations down somewhere safe that you won't forget, okay? But if you do forget what which happens at least 3.2 times per semester mrs garcia has a list of all the combination numbers now go ahead take your locks out of your folders and spend a couple of minutes practicing how to open them Though i know some of you went ahead and did that anyway she was looking at henry when she said that and in the meantime i'll tell you guys a little something about myself and then you guys can tell me a little about yourselves and we'll um get to know each other sounds good good she smiled at everyone though i felt like she was smiling at me the most It wasn't a shiny smile, like Mrs. Garcia's smile, but a normal smile, like she meant it. She looked very different from how I thought teachers were going to look like. I guess I thought she looked like Miss Fowl from Jimmy Neutron, an old lady with a big bun on top of her head. But, in fact, she looked exactly like Mon Motha from Star Wars Episode Four, haircut, kind of like a boy's, and a big white shirt, kind of like a tunic. She turned around and started writing on the chalkboard. Henry still couldn't get his lock to open, and he was getting more and more frustrated every time someone else popped one open. He got really annoyed when I was able to open mine on the first try. The funny thing is, if he hadn't put the backpack between us, I most definitely would have offered to help him. So that's all I'm going to read for now. Um, thank you for listening, and um, I hope you have a great flight. And I'm just going to play out some of the rest of the song. Cause I love how it tastes. Hope that you catch me when I fall